With a relentless focus on excellence in healthcare, Pullman Regional Hospital presents The Health Podcast. More and more American adults are starting to exercise and play sports. While it's only about 18% of us that are active on a given day, this means more of us will be needing care for sports-related injuries. Today we'll be talking about sports medicine from an orthopedist point of view, and here with us to discuss is Dr. Ed Tingstead, an orthopedic surgeon at Pullman Regional Hospital. Dr. Tingstead, pleasure to have you. Now, many of us have heard the term sports medicine, but it's a pretty broad field. So let's start by having you explain what your focus is as a sports medicine doctor. For uh, sports medicine, as you allude to, it's um, uh, a lot of areas, but orthopedic sports medicine specialists uh, help with muscle and joint uh, injuries and the rehabilitation um, and treatment of all those types of things from, from any kind of a muscle or a joint um, uh, to getting somebody back from something such as an ankle sprain or a shoulder injury um, or a neck a neck problem. Uh, so from head to toe, uh, we um, uh, help people to play and uh, be active um, uh, from a muscle and, um, and joint perspective. And so what are some of the most common injuries that you see? Um, for example, this week I, I have um, seen uh, probably three or four shoulder dislocations and multiple ankle sprains, and uh, we've seen torn rotator cuffs and ACL injuries. Uh, so knee, ankle, shoulder um, are probably the most common areas of injury. Um, we see stress fractures in, in dancers' feet, um, and I have a five-year-old girl who danced so much that she broke the bone of her foot in half and wonders why she can't dance. Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, you mentioned like this dancing injury. Uh, I imagine that the injuries uh, vary from sport to sport. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, this in the fall seasons, um, football and soccer are our most prominent uh, activities for our kids. Uh, and so we see a lot of injuries related to those. Uh, uh, football uh, causes a lot of shoulder injuries and, and we see concussions um, and see we see um, ankle sprains and lots of hand fractures. Um, yesterday I saw three football players who broke the same um, fifth metacarpal bone in their hand. Um, and so uh, those are things that um, in the fall seasons, um, it's more of the outdoor sports, including in, and then for volleyball, and we see a lot of ankle sprains and a lot of knee injuries in volleyball players. And we um, um, kind of are get to see a wide range of things because there's so, such a variety of things that we see where we live. Um, and so, um, and then we see hunters who fall out of tree stands. And uh, I'm not sure that's a sports medicine injury, but they think it is. Um, and thankfully, they don't fall too far most of the time. Right. So I've actually read that the vast majority, like being 90% of sports-related injuries, do not or do not require surgery for recovery. So would you say that's true? No, absolutely. Yeah, most sports medicine injuries... Um, do not require any surgery, probably even more than 90%. Um, and we tend to think of surgery as our last option um, and finding ways to try to get people back from a range of things, whether that be helping them with therapy. Um, we oftentimes take some of their blood and we actually inject um, parts of their blood back into muscle injuries or sprain injuries, and that seems to help them uh, heal, heal more readily. Um, but most people don't require surgery uh, for sports medicine injuries, and uh, a lot of times it's some reassurance, um, a little bit of protection, um, and then a rehab program that allows them to get back um, uh, um, to, a quick, uh, to a quick return. Um, but yeah, most people don't need surgery, thankfully. 
So I actually want to stick on something that you just mentioned. You said injecting um, blood back into, uh, I guess, the muscle where uh, where it's mm -hmm. injured. Can you talk a little bit more about that? How does that even work? Sure. Um, one, it, we're still learning the exact details of how these things actually work, but um, over the last decade or so, we've increasingly learned that the patient's own blood and the parts of the blood, uh, different components of it, some of the cells and platelets, et cetera, um, are really um, uh, good things to be able to place back in an injured area. And for example, we have a young person who um, had an injury to their calf, and we were able to take some of their blood, spin down some of the, the components of it, get the growth factors concentrated in the blood, and then under ultrasound uh, with uh, a needle, uh, under ultrasound, the ultrasound guides us, and we put um, their own blood products um, that are concentrated right back into that injury level area. And by putting them back into that injured area, um, they can actually speed the healing process um, and actually help people have less pain. Um, and it's kind of a, it's fun to watch and see um, because you see people get better quickly. It's minimally invasive. Um, it doesn't hurt too much. Um, uh, most people don't like getting poked by a needle, but a lot of times that's better than a surgery. And when in, in some cases it doubles the healing uh, rate, meaning you, something that takes four weeks only takes two, um, that's pretty exciting. Um, and so those biologic solutions that are coming in our um, in our technology are really exciting right now, and we feel it's pretty. It's very kind of a fun time to be a to be a sports medicine physician right now because there's so many new and good things coming. That sounds so fascinating, and it's good to know that there are so many different types of recovery options that do not require surgery. So let's talk about um, the types of injuries that do. Um, can you talk specifically about when a recovery option like the ones that you've mentioned will not work and you do need surgery? Sure. Probably two examples of that would be um, I saw a young wrestler yesterday whose shoulder uh, repeatedly keeps popping out of place. Um, and so repeated shoulder kind of instability or popping out of place, uh, when it starts to happen, you know, routinely, uh, usually does not um, do well with continued um, just non-surgical methods such as rehab and bracing, et cetera. And so um, shoulder instability is a very common one that we see um, in our active and contact sports um, in particular. So hockey, football, soccer um, uh, all seem to have a high incidence of uh, shoulder instability, and we see that being a, a common area that requires uh, surgery. And the other really common one also is uh, knee injuries that injure the anterior cruciate ligament. Uh, and anterior cruciate ligament injuries, when they are torn, when it, the anterior cruciate ligament, the central kind of pivot ligament in the knee that helps us to have stability, when that is torn completely, does not have the capacity to heal. Now, one of the really exciting things right now in ACL or anterior cruciate ligament surgery is there is an, uh, several new pilot studies going on by um, uh, Dr. Martha Murray back at, in Boston at the Cleveland Clinic where you're actually taking a, a collagen sponge and sticking it in the knee and sewing that in uh, with some of their own growth factors, and that seems to help the ligament for the first time actually grow back and stick into the bone. And so those kind of things, ACLs that usually require surgery and a, a big uh, invasive thing are becoming less invasive and new things like Dr. Murray's uh, work are, are really exciting because we can fix these increasingly with biologic solutions, so they do require surgery. But probably shoulders, 
Um, and then knee injuries like ACLs are the, are the areas that we see people commonly needing surgery. And you alluded to this uh, a little earlier in the interview, but um, you're, you're actually a physician for the Washington State University Cougars. And I was curious as to what specifically your role is for the team and what are the types of injuries that you see the most? Sure. I, I am um, one of our, I am the orthopedic uh, head team physician for uh, Washington State for the last 19 years. Uh, and uh, my privilege has been getting to kind of help people to get back to playing. And I, and I manage those injuries from, you know, uh, hand fractures and shoulder dislocations and ACL injuries and ankle sprains and uh, muscle tears and um, uh, you know, when our quarterback gets a sore shoulder, um, it's my job to kind of see how we can safely get them back to play and um, and help people to be able to kind of get back to, you know, on the field quickly um, and safely. Um, and it's kind of my job to kind of decide when that's the safest or not safest to do that and um, uh, what are the ways that we can do that. We have a, a team of people that work. Uh, um, I do the musculoskeletal things, the fractures and the dislocations and the muscle injuries. We have other um, primary care sports medicine people who take care of uh, some of the uh, concussions and uh, some of the abdominal uh, issues such as um, problems with uh, eating and things like that. Um, but my privilege is I get to help with uh, getting the, the musculoskeletal, the, the bones and joint injuries back. And uh, that's been a fun thing for the last 19 years. And, um, you know, Washington State has a great tradition of kind of having um, uh, people who like to play and um, are kind of a, a, almost a blue-collar toughness. And sometimes we have to remind them they're going to be 40 someday. Uh, and so part of our role is to counsel them that, okay, sometimes playing is not the best right away. And uh, sometimes I think that's my bigger role than, than actually getting people back to play is just slowing them down a little bit. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense, uh, trying to be preventative and smart about letting things heal naturally um, and, and being smart about when you get back on the field. So, you know, it's very clear that you have a lot of experience and you've served in a lot of different capacities. But for the people that are considering Pullman Regional Hospital's Orthopedic Center of Excellence, can you talk specifically about the expertise that you bring? Our, our team of people, um, thankfully, we have a group of people uh, uh, I and some of my partners are have been fellowship trained, so we did extra training in sports medicine beyond um, um, our orthopedic uh, uh, certification and training. I mean, we did an extra year of training and, and called a fellowship in sports medicine, and um, and so we our practice takes care of the sports injuries for both Washington State and the University of Idaho. Uh, and so, um, and we have a group of people that have been in the community over 20 years. Um, and so that's been a real nice thing for, um, for us. We feel like we've been able to do this for, uh, a, a healthy length of time. Um, and then have a group of four physicians that, um, are, are, you know, subspecialty trained. And, um, that's a, that's a good thing for our, our athletes. And I think necessary in today's, you need people that have, you know, extra training that, that have done this for a while. Uh, and that's been, a, been something that, uh, that we've been able to extend to the high schools and, um, and for the people that come to Pullman Regional Hospital. I, I think it is a, um, it's a nice thing to have people that have uh, extended experience uh, um, and you know, are respected across the country. 
Well, this has been incredibly informative, Dr. Ting said. We really appreciate you being with us here today. And hopefully this information has inspired a few people to get out there and be more active knowing that you'll take care of them if they get hurt. Um, so if for more information on sports medicine and orthopedics, please visit the Orthopedic Center of Excellence at pullmanregional.org. My guest today has been Dr. Ed Tingstead. I'm Prakash Chandran. Thank you so much for listening.